Yes, it's podcast time. Today is everybody's favorite version of the podcast. It's the draft grade episode, and it'll be interesting. Everybody around the league always wants to know what's going on with the draft grades, and uh, well, today will be no disappointment. We'll find out exactly what's going on with all the teams, but before we do, uh, we have just a little bit of business to take care of. We've had our first game of the 2046 season. I think that's right, but who knows. Uh, The Browns and the Chiefs played. And the Browns came out on top on this one. This is a week four game. Uh, Browns are coming out on top, 42-23. to 23. Uh, Really pretty decent performance by the Chiefs here. A couple of mistakes that really did them in. Uh, rookie quarterback Brody Mahone, I saw one throw he made where the guy was not open at all. And he tried to force it and it was picked off. And then one of the biggest things he needs to learn is if he's going to run as much as he does, he's got to learn how to slide because uh, he got uh, blasted on one of his scrambles and fumbled the football and gave it back to the Browns. And I think that was one of the bigger differences in this game. Uh, the Browns are also breaking in a rookie quarterback, Hollister, and it looks like they're uh, tweaking their offense a little bit. And they're still figuring it out. Uh, a lot of throwaways, a lot of times when he kind of tried to scramble or he would get out of the pocket and then throw it away. Um, and then when they got to the portions of their offense they were really comfortable with, uh, they were effective with that. And so, yeah, I, I don't know how much uh, they're going to be able to add to their offense with the limited number of chances to play um, and, and really uh, get good at it. Um, but of course they can always lean on the stuff they've always done and been really effective at. And one thing, if you're going to play the Browns, especially if you're playing some zone coverage and you're having a little bit of success stopping the passing game, the downfield passing game, they're going to run screens on you. And they were really effective with screens in this game. Uh, I can remember at least three of them that were big gainers, really big gainers down the field uh, with Devon Irwin at running back. So if you're going to play the Browns, you gotta you got to figure out a way to, to handle the screens. Uh, whether you get a user player uh, right up in there and get him in the way, uh, or you mix some man coverage in with your zone. Um, but the other thing you can't do is you can't be static on defense. You can't just line up and stay there and let the Browns see what you're in and think you're going to stop them. Uh, which the Chiefs did a lot. Uh, sh- they're showing you what defense they're playing, and then they don't. They don't move people around. They don't disguise anything. They don't, you know, back off the coverage or move it up or anything like that. Just let you see what it is, and uh, and and that's enough. You know, the Browns can handle that when they know what the coverage is. Um, but it was a pretty good, pretty good game for quite a while. The Chiefs were in the lead in the third quarter at one point. Um. I don't remember exactly what the score was at that point, but after a uh, 
uh, Brown's interception after a Hollister interception, and uh, Mooney punched it in from about 15 yards out. Mooney had a good game, uh, two touchdowns that I saw. I did not see the complete game. I think I saw most of it. Um, but Mooney had a good game running the ball for the Chiefs. So a good game for a while. Just got to cut down the turnovers there at the end. Of course, turnovers oftentimes determine who wins the football game. So there's our first game of the year. Week four, Browns winning whatever that score was, 42-23, to 23, I think, uh, over the Chiefs. And we move on to the second quarter of the season. Is this your fan base after the draft? Get the truth with Abibiter Draft Grades. Yep, it's time for the draft grades. As I always say, uh, the analysis, the things I say about the draft, those are my opinions. That's just me spitting off the top of my head. Uh, But those grades, experts work on those grades and have developed the perfect scientific method uh, for grading draft classes and determining uh, how that class will work out for your team. They take into account the strengths and weaknesses of your team and of the players that you took and, of course, Uh, their knowledge of how each franchise tends to use players. And uh, and so we project how those players will be used and uh, be developed and give you a completely accurate grade uh, for your draft class determined by science. So let's get into it. First up is the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Uh, We're picking at number 14. Did not trade. uh, It appears they did not. Well, not in the first six uh, five or first five rounds anyway. Did not trade for any extra picks. Just stuck with the picks they had. I got to say that's probably hurting that team a little bit as far as building the roster uh, when everybody else is trading up and getting two first round picks every year and that sort of thing. Uh, Will that factor into their draft grade? I don't know. I let the experts handle that. Uh, But with the 14th pick, uh, the Chiefs get one of the quarterbacks that was in this draft. This draft was loaded with quarterbacks, a lot of good quarterbacks. I I thought there were four of them that could be just great NFL starters. Um, And and that seems like that's the most we've seen in quite a while. Uh, They get Brody Mahone, who was the Heisman uh, Trophy winner at quarterback. And he's, he's got an improviser. He's got scrambling ability. Uh, it looks like he's going to be pretty good. He was a hidden development trait, 73 overall. He's got 86 speed, so he can run a little bit. That's a great pick for the Chiefs. Uh, the only thing that hurts them there on their grade is they already had Skylar Wood, uh, a similar type of quarterback who was, a, I think, a, the third overall pick just a few years ago. Uh, spending a first-round pick on a quarterback when you already have one and uh, don't really need to move him or anything. A little dubious there. Um, so I'm not sure what the plan is for the Chiefs. If they have a plan, then it'll work out just fine. But uh, if not, yeah, I don't know. Uh, second round, they got Sims at defensive tackle. This was a player I liked quite a bit. A uh, really big guy. He's starting out at 69 overall. So if he gets on the field and develops, uh, he could turn out to be pretty good. And then... Uh, Patrick Morris at center, 
Uh, only 65 overall there. That's uh, decent for the third round. Uh, I don't know what the plans are for him. Maybe he can play and develop a little more. And then after that, we're looking at a bunch of players in the low 60s. Lloyd, uh, a receiver. Hopkins at free safety. Hodge at middle linebacker. Um, and the Chiefs have not been great drafting in those later rounds. And kind of same old, same old in this particular draft. So a couple of good players there at the top. And if they get used right, then they're going to be, they're going to turn out pretty well. Uh, and the Chiefs get a B-. Uh, moving on to the Browns. The Browns were picking at number three and number eight. And then had two seconds and two thirds and, and other stuff. The Browns at number three took Patrick Britton at free safety. I had him as my second player on the board. Uh, so that's a good pick. He's starting out at 76 overall. He's very fast, 94 speed, faster than really any free safety we've seen in, in a couple of years probably. Um, so yeah, that's a good pick there. I know the Packers had really wanted him. A couple other teams probably really wanted him. Uh, and then at number eight, they take Hollister at quarterback. Uh, I think he's the fastest quarterback in this class, uh, for whatever that's worth, 89 speed. And he's also starting it out at 73 overall. I believe he was a hidden development trait. Uh, so that'll work out well for the Browns. You know that first time they get to play against the computer, he's going to put up like 1,200 yards. So uh, he'll develop quickly, and he's got a lot of tools to work with. So he's going to turn out well. And then a couple offensive linemen. Uh, I thought the Browns' offensive line was pretty good this last year. Maybe they lost some people. I didn't pay attention too much to that. Uh, but they drafted a lot of offensive linemen in this draft. I don't think they got any hidden development traits, so that hurts a little bit. Uh, but in the second round, a right tackle and a right guard, both of them, 70 overall. Okay, Ash and Hunt. Um, so decently high ratings for linemen. If they're not hidden development traits, then you kind of wonder uh, where they're going to go from here. And this is just an opinion of mine, but I think this is probably the last year that we'll be drafting offensive linemen and really seeing them kind of reach their potential uh, in any sort of way before the franchise is over. Uh, especially normal development trait guys, probably not going to develop very much in the next three, four years. Um, so you want to go get those linemen this year if you can, and if you get hidden development traits, then that's even better. Uh, and then at middle linebacker, Simon, I don't think this guy's going to be starting or maybe even playing that much, uh, he's a 65 overall player. And, uh, their last pick in the third round, Pierce at tight end, 74 overall blocking tight end. Uh, that's a pretty good pick. I, I think those blocking tight ends are worth quite a bit because they can still go catch the ball. They can... You know, get open in a zone every once in a while. Uh, you're just not going to beat man defenses with them or anything like that. Uh, so the Browns get a B for this draft. Moving on to the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots had two picks in each of the first three rounds, and they were uh, all 23 and 25 or 22 and 25. Uh, so at the back end of the round, in all rounds, and I think they got really good value uh, sitting at the back end of the rounds. The first pick uh, that they had at number 23 overall, Lewis Holloway, 
at outside linebacker. This is a speed rusher, and he's a 76 overall. I believe he was a hidden development trait. Uh, that's a really good pick. He's going to replace Elijah Warner for the Patriots, and he'll step right in and be effective right away. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a great pick for him. And then at 25, Isaac Tracy, one of those quarterbacks. So that's the third quarterback going to a user team. They got him late in the first round, and he's a 73 overall, just like the other two guys that were taken. I don't remember if he was hidden, but I think he was. I can check real quick. I should do that. Yeah, Isaac Tracy, hidden development trait. So at the end of the first round, the Patriots get a quarterback that's pretty much just as good as the guys taken in the top 10. Um, so good value there. Uh, he's got some mobility, and I know the Patriots like that. That's helpful, so that's a good pick for him. And then in the second round, still some pretty good value. A right end, Lacey, a 70 overall. Watson at left tackle, 69 overall. And then the third round, Love at corner. And Cool, I think is his name. K-U-E-H-L. Cool or Cool or something like that. Uh, at left outside linebacker. So another one of them. Uh, and they are 67 and 66 overall. So decent picks there. And you do have to give the Patriots credit uh, for resisting their natural urge to go uh, fullback kicker punter and complete the Patriot trifecta, instead getting depth at some uh, important positions. So those are good picks by the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots get a B. Moving on to the Panthers. The Panthers were picking at number one and number two, and in the second round, three and five. So really high picks. Uh, what did they do with them? Uh, they maybe could have been, been better. Uh, these are good players for sure. Uh, first overall pick in the draft, Mike LaCasse at middle linebacker, 85 speed. He's a hidden development trait. He will be a really good player. Uh, they probably could have gotten higher rated players. Uh, he's a 74 overall, uh, but that is what they wanted was a middle linebacker. So, uh, and he'll develop pretty well. He'll be good for him. And then at corner, Sean Irvin, uh, who is a, also a hidden development trait. Uh, 94 speed, 76 overall. This is an excellent player. Uh, the Panthers kind of trying to restock on defense right now. And then Mathis at right tackle in the second round, 72 overall. That's a good rating. I believe he was a normal, though. And a halfback, 65 overall, blue in the second round. You might want a better second-round pick than that. Uh, they did need depth at running back. And running backs are usually going to be a little bit lower overall rating as rookies because they'll develop fast. So the game kind of compensates that way. And then left guard Kincaid in the third round. He's a 70 overall. That's a pretty good value pick there. And like I said, I think this is an important year to be getting offensive linemen. And then strong safety Dishman, uh, 68 overall player. I don't know if he's going to play much, um, maybe in sub-packages. Uh, so a couple of high-end talent guys there for the Panthers, and then a little hit and miss later. Uh, the Panthers get a B-. Uh, finally, moving on to the Packers. Uh, the Packers were picking at number four and number seven in the first round, and then in the second round, number one and number eight. So a lot of high picks here. 
Uh, with the fourth pick, uh, the Packers got Quinton Bronson, who was the top player on their board, so getting him at four was uh, pretty good. 77 overall, this guy can play defensive tackle or defensive end. Uh, the Packers are going to move him to left end and then play him at a bunch of different positions on the defensive line uh, and really try to get the best out of him. He's a hidden development trait. Uh, the seventh pick, uh, they got Flowers at left outside linebacker. He's going to move to the middle and be the heir apparent for Trent Brown. Uh, 87 speed at linebacker. He's a hidden development trait, so that's going to be a great pick for the Packers. Uh, in the second round, Ebert at left guard, 69 overall, also hidden development trait. So uh, hidden lineman there, that's a very valuable thing, and uh, they'll try to get the most out of that. Bond at strong safety in the second round, 71 overall, decent value, not a hidden development trait guy, probably not going to start for him. Uh, also in the third round, um, I think it's Rashad McKee at receiver, a uh, big physical receiver. He's a hidden development trait. Uh, so uh, four of the first five picks for the Packers, hidden development traits. Uh, you can't ask for much more than that. And then they got uh, one of the other blocking tight ends. There are a couple really good blocking tight ends in this draft. They got Clifford in the third round. He's a 72 overall. Uh, he'll jump in there and block some and, and maybe catch a few passes. Uh, so pretty good draft for the Packers. Uh, you do the math on it, and they get an A+. And lastly, we have a listener question coming in via email. This is from Joe in Cleveland. Uh, he usually calls in. I'd love to have him uh, call in and leave a voicemail uh, with this question or, or any other. Uh, but he asks, I'm a little concerned the Browns uh, have... Lost a couple of Super Bowls in recent years. Do you think the Browns' dominance and their dynasty is now over? Wow. Um, you, can, you can hear the nervousness in this question as he asks it. Um, and my answer, Joe, is no, I don't think so. Uh, I think they're working some things out right now. This is kind of a bump in the road a little bit. You know, the roster strength kind of ebbs and flows just a little bit. Even for the Browns, it does. Um, but And they're uh, strategically and, you know, schematically uh, working some things out. And they're playing with a rookie quarterback right now. Uh, but I think in the end, uh, if they have to, they'll go back to what they're comfortable with. And that'll give them a pretty large amount of success. Uh, it'll at least probably get them to the Super Bowl. Um, but we'll see. Um, I do think they're just a tad bit more vulnerable now uh, than they have been. Um, but I, I think they'll be right there in the mix at the end, uh, just like normal. So thank you for the question. Uh, I think pretty easy answer there. Um, and yeah, I'd just like to encourage uh, others to uh, write in or call in with questions or comments, any sort of feedback uh, to the show. You know, if you uh, if you leave a voice message, you can leave them one minute at a time. If you leave a voice message and uh, it's intelligent or it's not intelligent, if it's really, really stupid, in fact, or if it's positive or negative, um, 
It will still be an improvement to the content of this show, so we'll definitely include it. Um, and also, one other thing I'd like to tease. This was a suggestion that I think is a great suggestion. Um, when we get to the end of this franchise, uh, we'll try to have an episode just kind of reliving some of the memories of this franchise. Um, so uh, be thinking about what you would want to call your favorite game or most memorable game or moment or play or, or anything like that. Um, and if you want, you can start leaving voice messages uh, talking about those. You can only leave a minute at a time, but you can leave multiple voice messages, I'm pretty sure. Um, and we will compile them in a, let's call it a franchise uh, retrospective, uh, something like that, at the end. And, and that could be a lot of fun. So, yeah, be thinking about, you know, what would you like to remember or look back on? and contribute to the podcast via voice message. That that would be my preferred method of voice message. If you want to uh, send me a game or moment or something that you want me to talk about via some other method and have me talk about it, I can do that. But I would rather hear from you, the listener and participant uh, in the franchise. So be thinking about that. Be leaving some voice messages. And when we get to probably the final season of the franchise... Uh, we'll just go through some of them and look back. I think that'll be a lot of fun. That'll do it for today's podcast. Mm-hmm.